Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dean Kolinich. There's Deontay Olive. The building we're in has some really amazing smelling barbecue. It's honestly so good. <laughs> and we can't have any. Because, yeah. Um, but today, it's a bite-sized, Deontay. It is. Uh, the Smaller curse of the... The what? Smaller than usual. That's a joke. Um, the curse of the little bastard. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Okay. All so, right. for those of you who don't know, the little bastard is the name of James Dean's Porsche 550 spies, speed spider. Spider? Spider. I there you go. Spider and speedster. <laughs> I don't know how you did that, but okay. Uh, James Dean was an actor, pretty popular in the six, 50s and 60s. Well, 50s. He died in 55. Yeah. Um, shame. Shame. Uh, he was a reputable car guy. He was he was somebody I would have wanted to get to know because he was cool. Yeah. Um, but the little bastard, this is the story of his supposedly cursed car. Um, and so the story goes is that, so he bought this Porsche 550 Spider, one of the best sports cars in the world at the time, to go racing. And he lived in California. Now, you know, there's races all the time there. Right. And so a week before he would end up crashing it in 1955, he met a man named Alec Guinness. And I want to give a little quote here from Guinness, who said he had an ominous feeling when he saw the car. He wrote in his diary, quote, the sports car looked sinister to me, exhausted, hungry. Feeling a little ill-tempered in spite of Dean's kindness, I heard myself saying in a voice that I could hardly recognize as my own, please never get in it. If you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week. And boy, was he right. That's a little wacky. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. Mr. Dean ignored it and prepared his car for the Salinas sports races. Hmm. Shame. Sports car. Um, now, he got help from his Porsche mechanic, Rolf Witherich. So the U has like the two little dots over that. I don't know how to do that in Google Docs. Vither, vither? It's like Vitherich. It's not something an American mouth can pronounce. That's yeah, all no, honestly, like accents like that, you have to speak that language. Like I can native. pronounce the umlaut over the O. That's just U, like yeah, Mesut Özil. But use, I, I don't mess with use. Yeah, use are wonky. You're crazy. Anyways, You're crazy. Uh, originally the plan was to tow the car to the races, but Witherich suggested that Dean drive it to get a feel for it and break in the engine. Mm, okay. Interesting decision. <laughs> <coughs> in Friday, uh, sorry, on Friday, September 30th of 1955, Dean and Witherich set off in the Porsche with their friend Bill Hickman behind with a truck and trailer. Uh, they pulled, they got pulled over outside Bakersfield and got a pair of speeding tickets. Why? Did Not the, one, but two. Why did the passenger get a speeding ticket? Oh, well, was it the truck the, behind them? No, no, no. They got, uh, the. I think the Porsche got two speeding tickets. For like, because th- he was doing like forty over or something, oh, okay. that or the truck got a speeding ticket for just trying to keep up with him. But I was gonna add, uh, Bill Hickman, the guy who's driving the truck behind him, is a stunt a stuntman friend of theirs, and oh. he was gonna he was gonna help prepare the car for the race. Okay, anyway, okay. continue. All right, so um, later, Dean was going down Route Four Sixty Six at an estimated eighty five miles an hour when a young Cal Poly student named Donald. Turnip speed. Ironic, isn't it? What a name. Uh, he made a sudden turn onto Route 41. Um, now, Dean smashed right into the young man's Ford Tudor, sending it almost 40 feet down the road and ejecting, ejecting Witherich from the right vehicle. Can uh, you 
I a Porsche 550 spi- spi- speeder. Spi- spider. Spider. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk. I had it's a small car. It's, it's not a big <laughs> car. Yeah. It could probably fit in the room we're in now, which is probably like 10 feet long. It's a very small car. And the fact that it sent a f- big Ford sedan 40 feet down the road. That's, that's, yeah, it must that's some ins- serious speed. That's insane. Because what? That's... Let me put it into American units for us. 40 feet or 40 meters? 40. Was it meters? Three. That was 13 yards. That was almost an entire like oh, good okay. NFL drive. Yeah. Just getting, sending a car down the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm, right. Um, now, Dean died immediately of a broken neck, pronounced as such at the Paso Robles War Memorial Hospital at 6.20 p.m. Uh, the car was a total loss. Absolutely no surprise there. <laughs> um, and was sold on... I I, th- I think we might have missed a date here. What did we miss? It just says it was sold on. It was sold on to a new owner. Oh, I did not sleep a lot last night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I can't help but start to realize that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this is, where, this is where the curse begins. So car after the crash the car was a total loss you can look up pictures of it if you're not driving completely mangled like it doesn't it barely looks like a car anymore um and after the car was sold on at an insurance auction a man named a uh, doctor dr william Eskrich. Ooh, yeah that's not a pretty the, sight jeez yeah no it was messed up wow and witherich survived that wait how well, he flew from the car. He was not in the car. Well, yeah, that's what you'd think flying from the car would be just as dangerous. <laughs> Considering they were going 85 miles exactly. an hour. Um, yeah, so uh, Dr. William Eskrich bought the car from a Burbank salvage yard and stripped it for parts. He then took the parts, put them into his Lotus 9, Lotus Model 9, it's a race car, and loaned the transmission and suspension to one of his friends, also a doctor, named Troy McHenry. Hmm. Eskrich then went on to crash his Lotus at the 1956 Ponoma sports car races. He survived. McHenry proceeded to hit the only tree on the racetrack on his first lap and was killed in the same race. So the curse of the little bastard is starting to take place here. We're starting to see the... Also, forgive us for saying the B word. It's just the name of the car. It it is the name of the car. There's not much to do about it. Yeah, there's not a a whole lot we can do about it. Anyway, um, after the crash, the king of customs, George Barris, bought the Porsche and he tried to rebuild it. Okay. Again, interesting decision here. Um, (laughs) But when he realized it was, in fact, not rebuildable, no surprise there, uh, Barris loaned it to the Los Angeles chapter of the National Safety Council, who took the car on tour from 57 to 59, saying, like, hey, don't mess up. Yeah. And I heard that I saw that they took it on tour to, like, you know, museums and stuff, all the normal places, but also bowling alleys. Really? Yeah, just for, because, you know, that's where all the... People who speed. We're gonna go. have crashed Porsche night at bowling alley number six tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a giant stand with the Porsche it's wreckage. Like, just it's in like the poker middle. night. You're playing to win the wreckage of James Dean's car. This car. Um, but anyways, moving on. Uh, in March of 1959, the car caught fire for seemingly no reason, seeing almost no damage, just two melted tires and some burned paint. I don't think I like that. It was sitting in a car collection, spontaneously combusted. Somehow didn't catch any other cars on fire. It just burned itself. 
It's a little, little wonkus there. A little suspicious. Uh, now, in the meantime, Barris sold a pair of tires from the Porsche, which apparently both blew at the same time, causing the owner to veer off the road. Um, yeah. So, yeah. There now, are those are all the confirmed stories. Yes. There now are also some, some unconfirmed, unconfirmed stories of the little bastard post-accident. Would you like to get into those a little bit? Yeah. So, it was on display in Sacramento one time, and it apparently fell off the display and broke the hip of a bystander, which in the 60s was probably not a fun injury to recover from. Um, it also was suspected to have fallen and killed George Barkus, the man who moved it to a road safety expo. Uh, and it is also, and this one's rumored to just be like George Barris, the guy, the king of customs guy who bought it. Right. He might have fabricated this story just to like, you know, keep the mystique alive and keep the story moving. It maybe disappeared from a sealed box car in 1960 en route from Miami to Los Angeles. Just, I can't make a popping sound. But anyway, it disappeared. Wow. Let me see. And yeah, and disappeared. So after all this, the only remaining part of the car is the transaxle, which sold for $382,000. Why would you still buy that? Yeah, yeah, because you know it's curves. Why would we, you? We've seen put the, the track record. Three hundred eighty-two thousand dollars into that. You're essentially paying three hundred eighty-two thousand dollars to be seriously injured, and or killed. Yes, maimed or killed. Yeah. And well, the guy, the guy who bought it, said he didn't want to use it for parts. He just wanted to put it on display. So you know. When you hear the story of another transaxle breaking somebody's hip, you know which transaxle it was. Yep. Well, on that note of profound human stupidity, I think <laughs> it's time for us to go. Uh, yeah, you got anything else to say? I don't. That All was right. that was fun. Yeah, it was. Well, All thank right, you everybody. for joining us. Have fun. That um, was a nice little bite size. Don't don't buy anything from this man, James Dean. Don't yep. do any anything associated with this. Stay right. away. Or this car. Just yeah. don't. Don't do it. I feel like we're going to be cursed now that we've talked about it. Mm -hmm. And on that note, goodbye, everybody. Bye.